In a world full of prescription drugs for healing and living reactive lives, Fit to Succeed podcast is here to encourage, educate, and empower you to make decisions for the longevity of your life. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a mom to four boys, a wife to a SWAT sniper, gym owner and fitness coach, and a huge advocate for establishing healthy habits that are sustainable so you can achieve success, fitness related or not. Here we talk about physical health as well as mental and spiritual health. It's a place where you discover what success means to you and where your health is a major contributing factor. Get ready to be inspired. It starts right now. All right, guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode, Fit to Succeed podcast. And today I have a really fun topic that um, is new to me. But this lady, Erin, had introduced me. She kind of, I mean, I had heard about this whole idea before, but something about Erin just like truly inspired me to jump in. Haha, <laughs> you'll get it in here in a minute. Um, but I wanted to bring her on to talk about this because even last week when I did my episode on biohacking on a budget, this is kind of one of those biohacks and we're going to go into it in more detail today with Erin, who has done this now for quite some time. And so we get to hear her story. So with that said, Erin, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, we'll just kind of jump right in. Awesome. Well, um, I guess to start, I'll say that I am a mom of two amazing little kids. I have a six and a seven-year-old, a daughter and a son. Um, I've been married for almost 10 years now, and we live in New Hampshire. And um, for those of you that don't know, it's very cold in New Hampshire right now. I woke up this morning and it was 10 degrees and I was like, I'm oh going to go to the water until later. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so cold. I think it was, um, it was cold here today at 40 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of warm for us right now. Like that's when I go out in a t-shirt and shorts Oh my gosh! Um, because we're just, yeah. So New Hampshire is a very different uh, element in terms of cold dipping for sure. Um, but we, we love living in New Hampshire because there's a lot of recreation outdoor in the summer and the winter and the spring and the fall, it doesn't matter. And that's our favorite thing to do is just to be outside. Um, so I love sharing a little fun fact that my family and I were working on our 52 with a view, which is a hiking, um, challenge of 52 different mountains here in New Hampshire that all have beautiful views. And it's just something I've always wanted to do. And I figured why not bring the kids along on that journey? So just kind of a fun outdoor activity that we're getting started on and they can't wait because I decided to make it a little challenge for them as well. And they earn, they earn a set amount of money for each hike, because I figured if I'm going to ask them to do something that I want to do, <laughs> I'm going to give them a little incentive. So we're, we've been starting planning and figuring that out and we're excited to get that going. So. Oh my gosh. So has, is this something you've already, like you've done at least one hike? No. We haven't, no, we have all the, we have all the planning okay. um, steps and figuring out which one, cause I have two kids. So it's trying to figure out and, and we homeschool that's, I probably should add that, but that's like our phys ed for, for the next year and a half probably is doing these different mountains. And some of them we can do in the winter and some we will have to wait until spring. So it's figuring out where and when we're going to go and um, just making it happen. So, oh my gosh, I love that a lot. And are there are 52 Peaks that, and that your children can hike too. That they can hike. I mean, there's some that wow. we're waiting. We're waiting for a little bit. Ask, you know, like there's, they all range. They're all under forty. Four, they're all under four thousand footers. Um, 
but they range anywhere from 1700 feet to 3700 feet so we'll start with the the lower mountains first and but some of the lower mountains are steeper so we're, we're still figuring out like the best first one for kids but it's really cool because it's a big thing here so there's a lot of families that have done it that have told us this is a good one to start with this is not a good one to start with so <laughs> oh my gosh that is the coolest thing I never knew that about New Hampshire that's okay. So cool. Um, so, and maybe one day we'll have to do another podcast episode about this journey that you're doing, taking with the kids. And yeah. you even have another story about doing a 12 hour walk. So, oh my gosh, you're just, um, a superhuman for sure. So speaking of that, um, how did you hear first hear about cold plunging? So today we're talking about this whole, like jumping in freezing cold water and some people called it cold therapy. Um, mm where and how did you first hear about this whole idea? So I really appreciated you asking this question um, because I had to do a little bit of research on this because I was like, I know I heard it from Hal Elrod. That was, that was I was listening to the ah. Miracle Morning podcast and that was the first time. But the guy that wrote the book um, that really inspired me was Jesse Harless. He wrote a book called Smash Your Comfort Zone with Cold Showers. And he's from New Hampshire and Hal Elrod interviewed him. And I was really intrigued by the fact that he was from New Hampshire. So I was like, I'll pick up the book and read it. Why not? And the book was really came to me at a time in my life when I felt like I was very comfortable in my life. And so I decided to start reading it. And what I didn't know when I started reading it was Jesse had actually been in recovery from drugs and alcohol addiction. And um, that, well, that's never been something I've struggled with. I've struggled with eating disorders and other uh, more emotional addictions. And so it was really another way for me to learn how to get out of some of those cycles that I felt like I was in. And so every time I would feel frustrated, I would feel maybe some regression with my eating disorder recovery, I would jump in the cold shower and just remember that I can do hard things. I can push past that comfort zone and I can and stop doing the things that I know are no longer serving me. Um, and it really inspired me to that. And then I started seeing some people going into the water and then Wim Hof came, came into the circle. I swear I put it out there and God gave me all the different people <laughs> doing the things. Isn't that weird how that happens? <laughs> he, he knew what I needed. Yeah. Um, and so I learned about Wim Hof and I had a friend that was, had been posting on Facebook about her dips in the river, but here our rivers freeze just as much as our lakes. And I'm like, how do you do that? It was like March. And I'm like, how do you get in the water in March? It's so hard. So we trudged out about a half a mile into the woods and uh, got into a river that she knew was open. And we put, maybe, maybe we got up to our knees and it was the most exhilarating moment I'd ever had in my life um, in terms of cold water. And so I was like, okay, I need to do more of this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what started it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, uh, I just like, I have so many questions and thoughts and ideas and I'll, I'll try to stick to my little script here, but, um, so you kind of answered it a little bit, but why, why was it so intriguing for you? What made you say, okay, yeah, I want to do this. Cause I, even now, like we were talking before we hit record that, or maybe we said it during, I can't even remember now, but it's become more popular, like this idea of cold plunging and, um, but what was it for you that intrigued you, you know, a while ago? And even how long ago was this um, before it really became, kind of became more of a thing? Like what made you want to say, hmm, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> so I read that book five years ago, maybe four and a half. So it's it was quite a while ago. I started with showers for a year or two. Um, and then I saw this friend doing it. And 
for me, it was about the community. That's, that's really, I was like, I get to, like, I can do a cold shower all I want, but it's, it's actually harder in my opinion, because you're by yourself. You're in these, you know, depending on your type of shower, mine's plastic. So I'm like in these plastic walls (laughs) and I'm like, it's just not as exciting. Um, and so when I saw that a friend was doing it, I felt this instant, like this could be a community that I connect with. I'd always wanted to find, places to fit in, but I don't drink and I don't, re- I have two kids, so I don't get out that often. There's not a lot of extracurricular activities to do here in, in New England, especially um, where we live because it's pretty rural. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to have a community and I'd been looking for that. Um, and I was like, maybe this is something like we went together. Why can't we bring in more people to do this with us? Because we can't be the only two people thinking this is crazy and this is fun and let's <laughs> keep doing it. Right. Um, and so that was really I'd say the biggest thing that intrigued me was the idea that I could I could work and come together with a group of people to do this crazy thing that really pushes us out of our comfort zone. And the other thing what for me was like the 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 shock factor I think a little bit of it like people kept saying I was crazy and mm-hmm. I kind of appreciated them saying I was crazy because for the first time in my life I agreed with them but I wasn't upset that I was being whole ex crazy. So it was, <laughs> like, it was that shock factor of like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it because you think I'm crazy. So I'm going to keep being crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. And just the fact that the reason you even wanted to do it was community and doing crazy things with other people. I think that's, uh, it's hard to find. It's hard, you know, you can find community in, in different ways. And, and you're sometimes I feel like we're always seeking out some kind of community, but I think it's hard to find people that will do these kinds of crazy things where we, we, I say we, cause I, I, you know, now that I'm in this with you, um, that we do these crazy things. And as a group, it's just, um, there's something powerful behind it of doing things that are crazy to the, you know, the outside world, I guess, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's really interesting that you went into it for the community, um, how, what, so what do you call it? Do you call it cold plunging, dipping, cold therapy? Like what's your term? I call it cold dipping for the most part. Um, every now and then I'll say plunging, but usually when I say plunging, people are thinking like a polar plunge or the, and they're thinking I'm putting on a wetsuit to do it. And so I feel like I don't want anyone having crazy ideas that I have any protection other than on my feet. I do wear neoprene socks on my feet because I find once my feet get cold, I can't push myself as much. Um, but a lot of people, when I was saying plunging, they were thinking I was doing like a polar plunge where people put, sometimes people put like, um, full wetsuits and stuff. And and it's like, no, like there's, there's very little protection on my body. Most times it's just a bathing suit or sports bra and shorts and it's, I'm getting cold. Yeah. (laughs) No stopping it. So, um, I'd say dipping because also I, Sometimes I go up to my waist if that's all I can get to. Sometimes I'll go all the way under. It all depends. So I feel like dipping kind of just covers everything. Okay. Okay, cool. I, I like that. Um, how has cold dipping, like how's it, how has it helped you? I know earlier you were talking about the um, mental aspect and the eating disorder, but like maybe talk a little bit more into how has it helped you physically, mentally, spiritually? Because I know you've, we've had conversations recently where you're, you wanted to, to, and maybe not so much you wanted it, but it's become more of a spiritual thing. So kind of talk into that and how that plays out. Yeah. So for, for me, it's, it's definitely been healing emotionally. There's no question about that. Um, but spiritually probably about a month or two ago, I started realizing that 
it felt more like a cleansing every time I was going in, you know, like I, like I get a baptism every time I step into the water and it's just all of the, all of the stuff that's overwhelming me and causing me to feel like I can't do things just go away because I'm in the water and I'm freezing. And that's all I can think about is that I have to ask God for strength <laughs> to keep me in there as long as I want to be in there. Yeah. Um, there's been a few times because I've been trying to commit to specific days and stay consistent with when I say I'm going to do it. There have been a few times where I'm like, I really don't want to do this. And I just take a moment to pray and I go in and I, again, I just feel like that, that full cleansing is happening when I'm, when I'm getting into the water. And so it's definitely become more of a spiritual practice in that way of like, that's how I connect with God. That's how I really, um, give it to him and just let him take control because I don't always know my strength in it, but I know that he will pull me through it and that he will help me, you know, be transformed by that water. And it's, it's been really fascinating to see that, but it's also been pretty cool to see like the, the struggles in my life when I feel like I don't want to do something in our homeschooling life, or when I don't want to do something in my business, like I go back to I didn't want to go in the water that day, but after I did, it felt so good. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's go. And sometimes I've dove head in and that's really cold right now, but, um, I've dove head in because I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to talk myself out of it. I'm not going to do it if I don't just dive in. And again, applies to life and so many things. There's so many things that we tiptoe in worrying that we're not going to be able to. And when you just dive in, you kind of just have to trust that, that it's going to work. And so it's been really cool to see how, how it all works and how it all supports me in my life, not just to dip in the cold water and to jet like it, it, um, physiologically heals your body, but it psychologically does it spirit, like it heals in so many different ways. And it's really cool. Yeah. And I will say, you know, just Cause I literally like just started maybe a month ago and like those first few days or the first week or two, like I only did it a few times and, and just having that experience over the last month and how much I feel like it's changed me or it's, um, a very symbolic, like you were saying a symbolic example of, you know, like trusting that God has you that, um, that you can do hard things with him by you, by your side, that he's with you. Um, and then it's that, that physical aspect of like, you know, I, same thing, like, it's funny. Cause I literally have to set it. So I set up my timer and as the minute I hit start, I have to go in. Right. Cause I I'm timing myself. And so there's no second thought and, but it's, changed too over the last month where, you know, at the beginning it was really hard and it's gotten easier. Um, but, and it's almost like physically it's gotten easier mentally. It still sucks sometimes, (laughs) but it's also gotten easier in some regards. And so, um, and I, I try really hard when I'm in my water that I'm like, I try to talk to God, but sometimes I'm just so cold that it's like, all I'm doing is just breathing. And then they'll, I'll have moments of being like, okay, you know, pray or, or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, so how does it work? Like, are you jumping in? You obviously live in a much colder place than I do here in Arizona. Um, and even this morning I saw, I don't know if you did it yesterday or it was this morning, but I saw you breaking ice with your kiddos kind of like off in the distance as you were going in. So how does this work? Are you jumping in? Do you go slow? How long do you stay? Um, 
you know, like all of those things. Yeah. So this year I started in, I think it was in September was the first time I went in the water and I was like, okay, it's cold. It's starting to get cold. And at that time it was, it was probably in the 50 degree range. Like it wasn't freezing cold, but it was cold. And so then I was diving in. I was like, I'm going all in like, this is fine, whatever. But about two weeks ago, I dove in for the last time, probably for most of the season, um, because I got a really bad headache because it's so cold. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also trying to unpack some of the stuff that I learned as a kid about, you know, going and getting wet, having wet hair outside in the cold weather, because I'm like, does it really make me sick? I got to be careful about this and, and kind of just learning all of the things that go with it. But um, I've been dipping every day since the beginning of December. And the big thing that I've been realizing for me is every day is very different. And it really does depend on how I'm feeling. It really does depend on like yesterday, uh, I went in and there was ice and I, I literally brought my <laughs> snow broom and I'm like oh breaking God. through, pushing it down with my sneaker or with my boots. My kids are helping me. Like we're just trying to make a spot and I couldn't get any deeper than about my knees. So oh I had gosh. to just sit down. Um, and so it only got to about like a little above my waist at that point. Um, and I was, I was disappointed because I wanted to go further, but I also didn't really know how to break ice further without getting soaked or catching hypothermia from staying in too long. Cause I would have started to get wet before I could really break enough. Okay. And so it's, it's causing a little bit of challenge at this point, uh, which is actually the fun part. Um, so now today I'm going to actually go to the river because the rivers, because they're flowing, they won't freeze as quickly. So I'm like, okay, hopefully I can, the river's probably 15 minutes away, hoping I can get in there without any ice, but my vision for this uh, winter, because come January, even the rivers will be pretty hard to access with yeah. snow. Not necessarily will they be frozen, but because of the snow, it'll be trickier. My vision is to find somebody with an ice house and safely go in the water, um, like with their ice fishing hole and like have a string. Like I haven't figured it all out, but I've seen people do this where they put a string in for safety so that they can come back up and like actually go under that way. Oh my um, gosh. That sounds so scary. And I don't even, I don't know what a nice house is. Oh, well, it's just like a little, uh, it's like a little shed that goes on the ice to go ice fishing so that you have a warm place when you're okay. out in the cold. And okay. so they drill holes in there for, like right. to put the fishing rods in. And I have a few friends that have done it where they've gone in and done it from there. And so it's a whole, again, it's a whole other element to it. But for me at this point, that's what it's all about. It's like continuing to elevate, continuing to challenge myself, um, and to continue to do the things that like, it's, it sounds crazy, right? Like even, <laughs> yes. even just saying it out loud, I'm like, it's scary. It, there's definitely elements of danger in this compared to what I am doing. Um, but I, at the end of the day, my biggest thing is to be smart about it, right? Like I want to take right. the risk, but I also am like, I talk it through with people that have done it before so that I can make sure that I'm taking the right precautions because I never want to take the risk to the point where it endangers my life and other people's to save me, because that is something that I have unfortunately seen is that people will do something like that and not have the right precautions. And then, you know, the rescue people have to dive in and get them. And it just adds so much, like, I don't need to do that. So oh we're, we're not going that far, but, um, you know, just, it's so different and it's so hard. Um, the other piece you, you kind of asked, how does it work? 
because of the way winters are here and getting to access is a little harder um, on my Christmas list is a galvanized tub so that I can dip every day at home in the event that I can't find places to access. So that would just be up again, probably only be able to get up to my chest at that point. Um, but it would be, it would be frozen every morning and I would have to break it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so just trying to figure it out because I, I know for me I I need the I need it at least once a week but if I can do it every day that would be amazing yeah it's so funny you say that too because you know obviously right now here in Arizona winter it, it's really perfect because mm -hmm. it's cold outside our pools are cold they're probably the right temperature I think it's like between 40 and 50 degrees is what our pools are right now and so but I'm think I'm already thinking like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when, you know, we've only got a couple more months of this and what am I going to do when it's too hot? And then me and my husband were teasing. We're like, well, let's go to the other extreme. And because it's so hot here, let's just, we'll sit in our car and it'll be like a sauna. <laughs> we'll do this for the summer. I don't, I don't know if I'm into that. I would, it's funny. I would think I would rather be cold than hot, but, um, that's a, another topic, but, um, so, and for you, I guess when like ideal conditions, mm -hmm. um, what does that look like? And, you know, so you're probably, as I picture it and maybe it's different, but I just picture you like going, walking out into the water up to your neck and just staying there for a period of time. Like, so what would be like an ideal condition and how long are you in there for? Do you stay for like two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes? Like for, for most people, they probably don't really know like, Hey, how I, and that's a question that I've been asked a lot is like, how long do you stay in the pool? And, um, so what, what would you answer to that? Yeah. So when I can get in up to my, um, shoulders, that's, that's ideal for sure, because that's when it really starts to work on the, the full healing process. It's when it really gets into your, um, your brain, like it really connects there. So the biggest thing that I find when I get to that point though, is you start going into that fight or flight, right? Like your body's like over compensating, doesn't know what's going on. Like, why are you stressing me out like that? But the reason I like it the most is because that's when I feel like I can work on my stress response and I can work on taking those deep breaths. And so what I like to do, I don't actually set a timer necessarily. I look at my watch when, when I go in and I know, you know, I'm, I'm in there for four or five minutes in the, in the fall, it was closer to like 10 or 15, but now like I start to feel the pins and needles. That's when I'm like, okay, this is probably the time for me to get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but, but because of I'm in the lakes a lot, the thing that's really cool is if you stay still for long enough, it starts and probably in your pool too, I would imagine like it starts to actually get warm in that space that you're in yeah. and then you move and you're like, that was really cold. Why did I just move? Like <laughs> yeah. trying to stay still. Um, so somebody explained it to me the other day and I really liked it. And she was like, I like to stay in and to the point that I feel like I could pee. Like I've, I've relaxed my body enough mm -hmm. that if I needed to, I could. And I'm like, that's a really great way to look at it because you are, you are tensing up everywhere. Everything it gets yeah. really. And then if you can, if you can calm yourself enough, you've taught your body that it can handle the stress. And that is another really big health benefit is, you know, so many of us don't want to have stress in our lives, but the reality is it's everywhere. 
And just like with exercise, right, we're stressing our bodies intentionally, which is why it's important to then stretch and foam roll and do the things after exercise to decompress after. And it's the same thing is like, you want to get in the cold water to intentionally stress yourself, but you have to make sure that you get to that calm state where you can have a conversation and you're not hyperventilating and overwhelmed and your body's not freaking out. And so when you get to that point that you're that calm, I feel like that's the point where I'm like, okay. I'm good. I can get out now. Um, So just really trying to relax. And so for me, it can take, it can take 10 seconds to calm down and other times it can take three or four minutes. So it really just depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think when I first, I want to say when I first went in, like I, I just went to like, um, so we have steps in our pool and I just went in down like one step and then I sat there and then I, it's funny. I remember my husband, he, him and I are so dang competitive sometimes, but, um, uh, he's like, well, aren't you going to go in further? I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm, this is good. And like, of course, then that thought was running through my head. And so then every moment after that I do, I go down to my, you know, my neck. And then even this month, cause you had challenged, you know, like to go every day. And so I go every day and, and now too, I like go and at least in our pool, it's not ice. So I go under and, you know, every time it, it takes your breath away, but, um, and, um, so I've progressed in that way too. And I think, um, and when you were talking about like the whole peeing thing, that's so funny. You said that because literally, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, it's kind of all blending together, but there was that moment of like, oh, I need to pee. And then that, like, there was a moment of, oh, that would be really warm. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but so it it was interesting that you said that because, you know, with our pool, we we can set up a timer and we can look at it. And then again, my husband and I being so competitive, like we kept like upping each other, like by a little bit. And then finally he was like, okay, like we're, we can't keep doing this. And so we capped it. Right. And then Casey, he goes on to do like another two minutes one day. And so of course I went another two minutes the next day, but anyway, we capped it out at that for now. Um, so that was kind of just a sidebar, but so what advice do you have for someone considering to, to venture into this world? Where does someone start? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest part is, um, finding, finding why finding your why like I know that sounds really cliche but like when you get in the cold water it's going to be really instinctual to just get out and you're not going to feel the full benefits if you just go in up to your ankles right you're going to have fun you might think it's I did it I put my toes in in the middle of the winter you know but you're not going to get the true benefits of it and so you're probably not going to ever try it again um, because you think it was just something crazy I tried once and so for me, it's it's really figuring out why you're doing it. Is it for your comfort? Is it to get out of your comfort zone? Is it um, because you want to do something crazy? You've always wanted to do something crazy and this is kind of your step into that. Is it to help with your health? Is it to help with your stress? Like, what is it really that's drawing you into it? And then find, like, I think this is my biggest, this is the hardest thing for me is there's so many books out there about it. I find Wim Hof's book that just came out recently to be probably one of the most um, all-encompassing of why he why he does it and why he started a whole movement around it. Um, but the, find a book, find a, a news article, find something that kind of gives you a little bit of information, and then 
start small with cold showers or start small with going into 50 degree water, right? Like don't, I wouldn't necessarily encourage you to shock yourself completely by breaking the ice and hopping in the water <laughs> like that. Like that might be a little bit too much for your first time. Yeah. Um, but, but to be completely honest about um, a week ago, I went in with um, a first timer and she stayed in, I, I, she kind of rivaled me, you know, like you talk about being competitive and yeah. she came in and she's a swimmer and that's why she wanted to try it. And when I told her it was, it was potentially going to be a stress reliever for her. She was like, okay, I'm all in. And I, I said, I'm going to get out now. You stay in if you need to, but I need <laughs> to get out. And I, I try to be really conscious of like, what does my body need? Because I am different than everyone else. But I was kind of like, dude, this is your first time. Are you sure? <laughs> like, and, and it was so inspiring to just see her go all in. So I, I don't want to like shy people away from doing that, but I also want people to enjoy it and come back to it. So it's like, go at your pace, but definitely if you can find somebody in your area to go with you or reach out to Natalie or I, and we'll support you, even if we're not local, like having somebody to cheer you on during it is really big as well. So me saying I was going to do it every day in the month of December, um, I have social media, like I, I need to, I need to keep posting about it. I need to, keep, <laughs> so I do it. I don't want to do it every day, but it reminds me I do. Um, and so I think that's a big thing too. So having some kind of accountability, if you're going to do it, because it's going to be so easy to not do it. <laughs> yeah. And I will say when I first started, it, you know, again, a month ago, like my motivation initially was the challenge. Cause you and I are so similar in that way that it's like, okay, I like that challenge. I want to, um, see if this is something I can do. And I know it's so crazy and people are going to be like, why are you doing that? And then I think just over time, like as much as like when I'm first, like setting that timer to walk into the water, like I, or even when I walk out of my house and the air is cold and I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, but it's, and it's like exercise. Like, it's like, once you do it, you're mm -hmm. so glad, like, you know, and I think right now too, it, it's for me so much of a health, you know, health hack, like a, a benefit to my health. And, and not to say that this cold plunging thing has kept me like healthy, but you know, my family right now, just like the rest of the world in this season is like sick, you know, coughs and all the stuff. And generally I'm the one that gets it and I'm the one that gets it the worst and knock on wood right now, I have been the healthiest out of my whole family. And, you know, I do attribute some of that to the stress that I've put my body through and going into the cold water and allowing my body to kind of figure out how to cope with that. So, um, but I, I love that you, said to come up with a why and maybe do a little bit of research and find, um, something that's, um, motivating or, or reasons behind why someone like why someone specifically would want to, to venture into this world. So, um, what is kind of your vision or your goal for creating? I know you have this idea and, uh, vision of creating a community around, you know, dipping. What does that look like for you? So I'm still putting all the pieces together because when, when I first started, um, cold dipping in, in like the lakes and rivers, it was with my friend and we started a group called the lady dippers. Um, and it's been really, really fun and we've really enjoyed it, but I feel this call to create something even bigger and more global. So with that, it's a very local group. And so when people are asking me, Hey, that's really cool. Like, and, and they're in Arizona or they're, they're in another part of the country. It's like, 
how can I make them part of this community? Because right now it's, it's very local and very centralized. And so I'm kind of in the process of figuring out, I want to become like the traveling dipper. Now I'm not saying I'm coming out to Arizona to jump in your pool anytime <laughs> soon, but, but at least like going to Vermont and Maine and Massachusetts and like traveling in this area to different groups, because I know as I've continued to do research, there are a lot of other groups. So it's more creating, um, I don't know, creating a movement to, to, to create more groups in different areas and having that community of people that if I'm on vacation in Florida, I can find me some, some dippers and hop in a cool, cold pool or find some place to go and just have those like-minded individuals for, for all of us to kind of connect with. And so it's still kind of in the process of how it is, but I know for me, originally it was all about my mental health and that's what started a lot of my journey. Um, and so really just connecting back to that and being a resource for people to understand, like, I know it sounds crazy, but this is a really great way to take care of you and to really focus on your, your emotional wellness, um, and really have that, that opportunity. So creating more of a global community where, um, people are able to, um, dip together virtually um, yeah. and, and just support each other in that way. Yeah. Well, and I, I've told you before, you know, offline and, and other conversations, but because you have inspired me and then, right. That's this ripple effect. No, okay, okay. Now my husband is doing it. And now our friends are like, okay, well, so how they're asking questions. And so it is this like ripple effect of, of what you are creating and, and whatever that ultimately looks like, you know, I'm excited for you and, um, and I'm proud to, to know the work that you're going to do with it. And I love the whole idea of cleanse by the water and what that means for people physically, mentally, and spiritually. So I love that. Um, and I, and I know you kind of answered this, but what, what else is next for you, um, in this, in this area? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's really just figuring out what that, what that community looks like and how I can be a resource for others. Because even as you were just talking, I was like, that's it. When your friends are like, where do I go? How do I start? I want to have that page that you're like, Hey, this is a great person. She, she's going to teach you what you need to bring, what you need to wear, how you warm up, like all the, all the resources, because I have a lot of people that join me and I kind of forget, Oh yeah, you want to wear wool socks. That'll help. And they're like, wait, you wear socks in the water. What is wrong with you? You know what I <laughs> <laughs> I want to have like I want to have that resource of why do you do these things? How do they help? Um, and have it, you know, be a place that people can send others and be a resource. So I'd say that's the big thing for me now is trying to figure out what that looks like and how to move forward with that. Okay, cool. Well, I love that. Um, I've sincerely, Aaron, I, I enjoy you. Um, like I enjoyed this conversation. I adore you as a person and uh, how will people connect with you? How can they find out, you know, and watch your breaking the ice? Cause I definitely will not be doing that here, but how can people find you? Um, so in, on Facebook and Instagram, I am wellness warrior 17. Um, so you can find me there and you can check out all my fun videos, breaking the ice and my kids helping me do it. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, Aaron, I so appreciate you being here. Um, and just keep, keep inspiring and keep pursuing this vision that you have. Cause it, it's definitely something I think that, uh, you're called to, and I'm always here to support. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My hope is you found some inspiration, motivation, and the tools you've needed to implement healthy habits into your life and never underestimate what you are capable of. It would also mean so much if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Until next time.